0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is
1: Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass from Fairfield, Connecticut. Thank you so much for joining us today, and if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page, and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please do not hesitate to reach out to us with questions about what you hear today, future topics, or to set up a virtual or face-to-face meeting. During the 2020 presidential campaign, we heard a lot about plans for COVID-19 vaccine development, distribution. There are also cautious plans for a return to normal life and with good reason. After all, the pandemic's been the dominant issue throughout the world for nearly a year and a half now, yet despite the pandemic's outsized importance, there are other pressing political issues that have to be addressed beyond where did this virus originate. So accordingly, President Biden's tax plan proposals probably the biggest political and economic issue we're likely to see for at least the next several months. On today's show, we're going to spend some time breaking down the plan and most importantly, how it may impact you, your wallet, and your overall financial strategy. But before we get Began peeling back the details of the Biden tax plan. Let me introduce you to the man who should have been the president in his stead, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: Wow. Well, with an intro like that, I don't know. I'm doing. I've got to be doing great, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> I should have been president. I don't think so. I don't think I'd pass the, uh, pass the smell test on that one. Uh, but well, I would have chose <laughs> you over the two options. Is all I'm saying, Tony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I believe I I guess <laughs> yeah I guess considering all things considered uh, maybe a, a run for president wouldn't be so bad. I mean, you know, I mean the <laughs> the terminator ran for president, schwarzenegger and uh Rambo. And uh, now we've got uh who do they say is running for governor of California? Um Oh, yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> um uh well, another crazy I don't even celebrity know anymore
1: i don't even know anymore
0: yeah the jenner yeah
1: yeah jenner
0: jenner yeah jenner jenner, jenner. the changed name I, I always forget That's the, the best ch- way that's the best way i can stay safe with this one <laughs> yeah exactly I, so so anyway uh this is an interesting one because you know taxes uh, people just you say the word taxes some people cringe but it's it's enough to stop People right in their tracks because everybody wants to know are they going up? You know, what's going to happen? So, this is a good topic to get into. But before we get into it, I've been great. I love being on the show with you, Matt. How have you been? I've been really well. I've been
1: busy, uh, and that's, you know, par for the course this time of year, but uh, happily busy. So, um, you know, there were some tax extensions this year because of the. And it's an ongoing thing. At least it wasn't six months. It was one month this year. So, um, you know, we're, we're almost out of the woods on the tax side of things, which, you know, always breathes us a sigh of relief, but, uh, but you know, it's fitting for today's topic. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah, it is. And I know you're always busy this time of year, so I, I appreciate you taking time out to uh, do a show to help our listeners out, uh, when it comes to wondering what's coming down the pike. And, you know uh, you know tax policies are something that is going to affect pretty much every american out there whether directly or indirectly so talking about this biden's tax plan this is going to be a good one
1: yeah i agree uh and right off the bat i, I i'll note this i i want to make this kind of clear from the beginning we're going to take a pretty high level approach here to how we talk about the plan today Uh, we'll get into its major elements talk about them in broad terms as you listen if you hear something you think you may have a significant impact with uh, jot it down reach out to a tax professional discuss it further we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of every little piece we're going to give it that real 30 to 80,000 foot view
0: Sure, <laughs> the thirty to eighty thousand foot view. <laughs> wow. And also, well, it I depends have bad on the posture topic. and
1: severe financial problems.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, Matt! 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 <laughs> All right. So, I think this is going to be this is going to be a good one. And um you can rest assured that folks like yourself, I know, financial services professionals across the country, they need to be making sure they completely understand the plan's finer points uh, so they can help, you know, you the listener out and I know that's what you're doing, Matt. So, what do you have first for us?
1: Yeah, so we're going to be uh referencing the uh there was there was a article on investopedia explaining biden's tax plan it boils it down pretty well but before we get rolling let's talk let's get this out too it's it's just a plan right now that's all it is it, it's going to be debated it's going to be negotiated it's going to be changed it's going to be argued over at corner restaurants and on the internet i'm sure <laughs> yeah. after that it's going to need to pass in uh, both the house and the senate And then after all of that, Biden will be able to sign it into law. So long story short, this isn't a short story. And at this point, we don't know which parts of the plan will make it into the final bill, but where we're at so far, the plan's first significant component that the article addresses is the proposal to restore higher tax rates and the alternative minimum tax. Now, Biden's plan would repeal the tax reductions that were passed in 2017. That means the top individual federal income tax rate would return to 396 from its current 37%, and the corporate rate would jump back up to 28% from its current
0: 21%. Okay, so what does that mean for the average person? that's a
1: great question. Uh, For people with incomes of $400,000 or more, which is generally not the average person, but there are more and more of those every year, itemized deductions would be capped at 28% instead of the percentage tax rate that applies at the higher tax brackets, and rates would be tiered in such a way that folks with incomes below $400,000 wouldn't face increases.
0: Right, and, and that's that's interesting. So uh, we'll have to see if the, how that shakes out. Um, and you know, I'm sure that the notion that, that incomes below four hundred thousand won't be impacted by a rate increase would be a relief to a lot of listeners. But give us a little more info about what would happen to those with incomes north of four hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, well, taxpayers whose income is more than one million would
1: pay the same rate on investment income as they would on wages. Also, the so-called carried interest loophole, which is claimed by lots of private equity and hedge fund managers would vanish. And if anything, we've learned in the last year is that people want to see those people get beat up in any way possible, it seems. (laughs) Seems like it. But if you're not familiar, what this refers to is fund managers paying capital gains tax rates, which are currently 20%, rather than ordinary income tax rates. Uh, rates on their carried interest, it allows them to continue high fixed rate participation in their funds' profits while contributing very little, if any, capital investment. But that would no longer be possible if the plan passes as currently written.
0: Okay. I think that's a good breakdown. So what does the Biden plan have to say about corporations?
1: Well, the corporate rate would jump to 28% from the current 21%. As we noted a Few moments ago, in, in an effort to block profitable companies from avoiding taxes entirely, all corporations would be subject to a 15% alternative minimum tax on profits of $100 million or more. Good problem to have, right? Uh, corporations would be on the hook for the regular tax, or the alternative, or the alternative minimum tax, whichever one's greater. And additionally, um, the Biden plan would also go after companies that export jobs overseas while incentivizing investment in infrastructure, green energy, transportation, manufacturing. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to mesh with their improving the uh, Northern Triangle situation, but it would also boost taxes from the current 10.5% to 21% on global intangible low taxed income. We don't need to get all involved in that. If you have a question about that, you can give us a call um, or another tax professional. At this point, it's nearly impossible to predict what impact these tax changes may have on corporate uh, stock valuations Uh, accordingly, the value of stock portfolios and retirement savings. And generally, as you know, we avoid getting too deep into investments and the market on the show uh, because we don't have enough time to discuss all the nuances. But if you think your investments may be affected by the Biden plan, I absolutely urge you to get together with a financial services professional and certainly one that has their finger on the pulse of the tax situation.
0: Yeah, and I hate to name names, Matthew Brunner, but I happen to know one. Gretchen uh, but, brought
1: uh, on the tax situation. Yeah, Gretchen. I Gretchen. Yeah, I, tr- I try and keep the high-level stuff. When we get down into the tiny little details, that's Gretchen's territory. Yeah. Do well, not confuse me with our tax guru.
0: Yeah, that's true. Gretchen is the tax guru, and uh, you have a great team there. And uh, this has been a great show so far. In fact, why don't we give the number right now for people to call if they need more information? Sure. 800-339-9252. All right. That sounds good. Now, we're taking a look at all these elements of the Biden tax plan proposal and discussing how it might impact you and your financial strategy here on the show. Uh, and we've had a good one so far. How would you like to kick off this segment, Matt? Well, the next piece we want to get is
1: uh, benef- benefits, I think, both individuals and families. And um, Before we get into that, though, I want to remind everyone, the Biden tax plan is still just a proposal. I know I've said it already, but again, it's going to be debated in Congress. It's going to be negotiated. It's going to be changed to some degree before it lands on President Biden's desk for his signature. Uh, Don't forget, you know, clearly no one with influence or money ever has any say in this process. So it'll be clearly cut for the average American citizen. Um, So, uh, that's tongue-in-cheek, Tony. There was, you didn't even put the crickets out on that one. But for, uh, for benefits for individuals and families, the plan has some interesting nuggets. There are some everyday things. So the plan touts new and reworked tax benefits for working families, uh, including using tax credits that are often refundable rather than simple tax deductions. And this part of the plan was designed to provide lower and middle-income workers with similar savings that current deductions often provide to high earners.
0: Right, and that is key right there. So uh, we've had a great one so far. Uh, what do you have for us next? I mean, obviously, we want to make sure that the tax strategy reflects all of the options available. Um, and you know, taxes—the American tax system is a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got to have a partner to help you through it. Uh, what do you have next for us?
1: Yeah, I, I, this—it's as messed up as our healthcare system. Right. So there's there's no easy fix. And, and again, you're going to, you're going to get some things that will help and you're going to get some things that look like they're helping and they're probably helping somebody else more than they're helping you, but at least they're helping someone. And we generally always want to think that those that need the help the most are going to get it, but it all depends on who is, you know, who's the negotiation part of this, right now for the Biden tax plan. uh, There's two credits that are focused on children. First, they would expand eligibility for the child and dependent care tax credit to provide up to $8,000 in credits for certain expenses for low and middle income working families. Currently, the maximum for that credit is $3,000. The proposed plan would cap the credit at $16,000 for multiple dependents. Um, Now, also, well, second, under the Biden plan, the child tax credit would be made completely refundable. It would grow from 2000 to 3000 per child for kids between the age of 6 and 17, and additionally, it would provide a 3600 per child credit for kids under the age of 6. And this is one I want people to pay attention to, especially if you've been... Uh, have the child tax credit on your on your taxes, and all of a sudden one of your kids turns 17. Now, I don't know where this number comes from or why they choose 17. I get that a kid can work at 17. Both of my kids have two jobs. I want them to be responsible financially. But please tell me when a 7-year-old girl is going to cost you less than a 17-year-old girl in any given year. Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, weird, weird age to cut that one. Isn't but, it? Um, I agree yeah. with that. You know, I have...
0: <laughs> I have a seven. I have a sixteen-year-old and an eighteen-year-old, and it's like, okay. I mean, my my sixteen, my seventeen, and my eighteen, and my 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 sixteen, my eighteen, and my twenty-one-year-old are all, you know, still supported by us. So Mm -hmm. why do you cut it off at seventeen? It's weird. That's a weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And again, it's, it's generally when things cost more. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> when you
0: really need it. When you really need it. Nope. But so. it does sound like good news for listeners with little ones still mm-hmm. at home. Uh, how about our favorite subject, though? Retirement. Wait, <sighs> our favorite subject is pizza or music on the show, I thought. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll throw out for retirement sure. for right now. What does the okay. Biden plan say about retirement?
1: Uh, quite a bit. It says, listen, man, this isn't a joke. Really? Really, man? Um, no,
0: it's, it's, I'm sorry. Was that not a good Biden impersonation? <laughs> well, you didn't sound a hundred years old when you said it. So come on, man. No. Uh,
1: so it says one substitution of a tax credit, uh, for a deduction that current law allows does apply to retirement savings. Um, The Biden plan includes rules that would balance the tax benefits for contributions to 401ks and other retirement plans across the entire income spectrum. Now, depending on the proposal's finer details, which aren't currently known, there could be a substantial impact for high earners, specifically if the potential revision of 401k contributions offered a taxpayer with a marginal rate of 35% a 20% tax credit rather than the present deduction. The tax savings for the current maximum yearly contribution of $19,500 would drop from $6,852 to $3,900. My concern about this one are those smaller companies and medium-sized companies that have found a way to offer 401k plans to their employees and are incentivized to do that because of some of the tax savings they can have for their company. I fear that some of those small companies are going to lose those plans for their employers, Mm. for their employees. If this actually goes through, but, uh, you know, it's, they're just, they're trying to generate revenue for all this money we're spending. So I understand the need for it, but uh, I I do certainly worry about those small and medium sized companies with 401ks that might get priced out or, you know, the, the people who benefit in order to put the plan in place may no longer be be able to provide that benefit to their employees.
0: Mm. Interesting. I've heard the Biden plan also addresses health insurance costs, which I know that's going to be another area of high interest for a lot of our listeners. What can you tell us about that?
1: Well, it does call for increased access to health insurance. As written, the plan would also provide refundable tax credits for insurance premiums are intended to limit family spending on premiums to a maximum of 8.5% of their income. Uh, The plan would provide enhanced tax benefits to those who purchase long-term care insurance plans, uh, most people can't afford those anymore. So they would have to be very enhanced tax benefits. Most likely if the version of this plan that president Biden eventually signs into law includes tax benefits for long-term care insurance, it may be a great idea to work with a financial services professional to find something that fits your needs. Uh, it depends on how widely they accept this. Uh, Cause there are a lot of hybrid products that offer long-term care benefits in them that aren't straight long-term care services. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely will be. And it, it seems like the proposed plan has a wide net, and it, it does offer up some benefits to a variety of people out there.
1: Well, Tony, you are certainly an apt observer. <laughs> apt. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go much further than yeah,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. What apt. do you want? financial no. <laughs> advice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so plan also includes credit for first-time homebuyers. Isn't that pretty encouraging? Yeah. Uh, it helps with wealth accumulation through home ownership. Plan would reinstate the first time homebuyer tax credit that was originally designed to stabilize housing during the Great Recession last decade uh, would provide as much as fifteen thousand dollars. For a first-time home purchase, which you're going to need uh, just to cover the one-third of the increased cost of home prices right now, uh, would be both refundable and advanceable as the time as the, at the time of purchase, rather than making the purchaser wait until they file their taxes.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, a first-time home buyer credit would really provide a boost to younger Americans right now. The housing market is crazy.
1: Yeah, but it, what's it going to do to all those basements that have been inhabited by these people for? the last 15 years
0: yeah yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Was that a joke or i didn't know yeah it i didn't know what to, i didn't know if i was, was supposed to laugh there or not i, I, um, I don't know
1: I, I don't know that that's the most desirable b in airbnb locations in people's homes but anyway
0: no um
1: no now, Liz, it, it, yeah so i think it's it's a good one and, and the as as all, another thing i want to get it could uh there's proposed student debt help. Now, I th- we've touched on this a little bit before. Um, the plan would provide tax relief for those with student loan debt. It would also offer more robust forgiveness and deferral rules. Currently, loan forgiveness must be reported as income, but under the Biden plan, assistance would forgive the balance of a borrower's outstanding debt after 20 years without socking them with tax liability. Now, I'm hoping that that's after 20 years of actually paying something on the student loan debt. Um, student loan debt is, is one of those thorny issues. Um, proper planning and making sure you get into a career that will make sense to get into debt for is one thing. Um, just going to college, wasting four years on a you know underwater aquatics exercise degree um, or something may not be the best way to in debt your future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, the student loan debt uh, issue is, is a hot one right now. And I know a lot of folks are going to want to keep an eye on that topic because I know there are a lot of different proposals floating around and a lot of uh, arguments, pros and cons uh, and on student debt loan relief and forgiveness and what that might mean. And it does seem to be a significant issue for a lot of folks out there. Well, it
1: sure is because a lot of folks made a lot of really bad decisions when it came to getting student loans.
0: You mean um, I shouldn't have went a hundred thousand dollars in debt to get a, to be an art major? <laughs> Oddly enough, probably not. Now, don't huh. get me wrong. There are some really good corporate art jobs. Well, that's true, and and jobs you, at museums and things that pay well. And that's what so I'm saying. You, you can, can't yeah. stereotype, but I was making a, a bad joke. But yeah, yeah,
1: no, 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 no. Listen, I, I listen. I, I'm all for it. I, I when I first went to college, I thought I was gonna I'll get a music performance degree. I did it at state. <laughs> Well, I was I was going to do it at a state school. It would have been sure. an affordable level of debt, right? But sure. um, you can't – don't expect to get $100,000 or more uh, debt in your college and come out and be a famous painter, right? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be able – you're going to have to come out and get a job that will support your painting.
0: Yeah. And then I mean, there are certain things that if you go skills. into – yeah, there are certain things if you go into debt right now for, like journalism, like good luck paying off your debt on what a journalist or
1: good luck being taken seriously as a journalist right now, either way. Um, Well, that's
0: true too. (laughs) The days of Hunter S Thompson are long gone.
1: Yeah. Well, again, what I'm saying is be realistic, follow your heart all you want, but there's a way you're way better apprenticing for something. That's going to, if you want to starve, be an apprentice. Yeah. Don't take on a ton of debt. There's a reason they call it the starving artist. Yeah. It's, it's not a new concept <laughs> thinking True. that you can go a quarter million dollars into debt to, you know, play guitar, uh, for the rest of your life is probably not a great path to take. Um,
0: yeah, lear, I have a, learn I have, how to play a guitar. And I have a, a relative a, that went to a, uh, private liberal arts college, very expensive, very renowned, um, in the Midwest and went for, you know, like, uh, Uh, basically psychology or philosophy. I know that's right. He, uh, philosophy, he got a philosophy degree Mm. and graduated with a philosophy degree and at, you know, 60 plus thousand a year ended up with, even with help from parents and, and whatever, um, you know, uh he got uh some academic awards it's well over $100,000 in debt but you you know his his job that he found out of college was working at the um pottery barn
1: mm-hmm. so yeah, you and- can't
0: pay off $100,000 debt and try to think about getting married or buying a home and buying a vehicle uh, and pay off that $100,000, uh, uh, you know, on a salary working retail. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah, it turns
1: out people looking for bookshelves don't care about your opinion on Heraclitus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm All just right, saying. yeah. So uh, anyway, it's pr- the student loan debt thing. That's that's a big one. Let's let's move on. It means
1: a lot to me though because it can make a huge difference if you make the right decisions. I'm that's not true. saying you know people. There are some pretty. There were some predatory loans, those you know, for-profit and nothing but for-profit colleges that scam people out of money. Find some way to help those people. If you chose to go to a liberal arts college, which most liberal arts, small, private, expensive liberal arts colleges, what they are most renowned for now is creating student debt.
0: Yes. So, yeah, um, and that's a problem. So I mean, a lot of people got into student debt with good intentions. So I, I, I personally am for some student loan forgiveness, some aspect of it, because so many people are, are upside down. But you're right. I mean, there has to be responsibility. You may, if you made a decision, and it's not because of a predatory loan, you know, you just didn't look at the. And I just don't think you know somebody who's eighteen you know, and uh, I want to go to this college. I like this college. I like what they stand for. Uh, Let's go. You know, I want to do this. And they pick a a field. Well, they're not thinking ahead to the debt they're going to end up with and what type of job they could get. Uh, Luckily, my son, uh, we drilled that into him and said, you cannot build up debt going to school and then get out. And, you know, you've got to go into a field, number one, where there's jobs. So he's going into healthcare. He's going to be a physician's assistant. Yep. There's a there's a thousand better ways we can
1: fix the education system, the choices and the paths we give kids rather than just writing off the last 20 years of bad decisions anyway.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, tough spot, though, we find ourselves in because we are dealing with a bunch of people that made, you know, we are dealing with 20 years of bad decisions. So that's not
1: all but not everybody. It, It was 20 years of bad decisions. Those are the people that have to yeah they made their bed again some basements are going to stay full some won't (laughs) that's Um, true parents basements. So what Uh, do you have for us next? Yeah, let's go uh, next. Let's let's talk about uh, payroll and estate taxes. This is a significant area of interest for a lot of listeners. In 2020, social security payroll tax is 6.2% for both employer and employee on salaries up to the contribution limit of $142,800 for 2021. For the self-employed, it's 12.4% of net profits. Uh, the Biden plan would implement an additional Social Security payroll tax of 6.2% for both the employer and the employee on income of $400,000 or more. Wow. The plan does not call for additional Social Security taxes on salaries between $142,800 and $399,999.
0: Yeah, or basically $400,000. So, yes. Yes. so they're going to double uh, the amount of Social Security tax- Mm-hmm. Uh, for gotta show it up. Income of uh, four hundred thousand or more. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, yeah, yeah so, that's and that covers payroll taxes. Out. Now, what does the article say about estate taxes?
1: Okay, two potential changes to the federal estate tax. First, it would slash the estate. A tax exemption by roughly 50% from its present level of $11.58 million in assets, which would place it back at its pre-Trump level. Uh, it does note that tax experts think many very wealthy people already utilize tax planning strategies that reduce their, reduce their estate tax bills, uh, will continue to do so. I can tell you that is absolutely true. Uh, while the smaller exemption amount may result in more tax planning, an increase in revenue is likely to be nominal. Uh, again, I can Tell you from experience that, yes, our, the wealthier clients, we there are already tax reduction strategies in place. So um, I cannot see a massive thing unless there's something around the corner that they haven't addressed yet.
0: Sure. Yeah. And this has been a lot of great information. And now we know a lot about what Biden and his team are thinking but uh, how how do Biden's proposals and ideas compare and contrast uh, to those of his predecessor, President Trump? Well, um, this
1: is definitely, you know, I think that's a great question. There was definitely uh, a little bit of a philosophical difference <laughs> yeah, here, just, right? Just a um, little. <laughs> um I don't, uh, the, it, put it bluntly, Biden's seeking to roll back several of the policies President Trump advocated. Yeah. Not officially, you know, it's not officially part of the Biden proposal, but the article explains that numerous other changes are being considered repealing the limit on state and local tax deductions, what's called the SALT taxes, end uh, to the real estate like kind exchange benefit incentives for domestic job creation, potential phase out of deductions from pass through vehicles like sub S-corps partnerships, trust for people with income of $400,000 or more. Also kind of the, uh, the step up basis, um, yep. the, uh, tax investment of income. Those are more than a million dollars at ordinary income rates. And, uh, it, there, there's a, there could be a lot of changes. Uh, again, if any one of these is going to hit you, believe it or not, if you have, if there's any chance you're going to inherit some money, the step up basis is likely going to affect you. If yeah. for no other reason, if you have any expectations of an inheritance that, and you hadn't considered what the tax consequences of that is going to be, or you had previously, this may change it. That's going to be something you want to review with probably both your lawyer, if you have anything set up in a trust for that, or, um, or don't and want to, or your tax professional, if you haven't considered those.
0: Yeah, they should right. give you guys a call. Talk to Gretchen about it, uh, who's your uh, tax person there, uh, and uh, I think that's so important. Now, we should probably wrap up the show um, on that note. How can our listeners get a hold of you to ask questions about that and see how this is going to affect them? I I do want to say,
1: I can't drill down in the specifics of your tax situation without knowing all of your, uh, your entire picture. Gretchen will be able to answer your tax questions in the planning process, but how do we get that started? We need to do the planning process and How we get that going is, as usual, your first visit is complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation to that. You give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you visit us online at compass-ltd.com.
0: All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252.